Uh, John Kelly will be leaving uh, at the end of the year. We'll be announcing who will be taking John's place. It might be on an interim basis. I'll be announcing that over the next day or two. But John will be leaving at the end of the year. He's been with me almost two years now, as you know, between the two positions. The hunt is on for President Trump's next chief of staff. With John Kelly set to step down by the end of the year, Trump is looking for someone who can steer his White House in what is expected to be a chaotic 2019. And it just might be the most coveted job in Washington that no one wants. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today from Washington is Bloomberg News White House reporter Shannon Pettypiece. Thanks for joining us, Shannon. Thank you. So first off, what does the White House chief of staff actually do? Well, uh, as the name would suggest, he uh, is the chief of the staff. His job is mostly to be to manage the White House staff to a great extent. Um, I know in this administration, sometimes the chief of staff role is often viewed as someone to manage the president. Um, but a lot of the responsibility is making sure the White House functions, that it operates, uh, that jobs are filled, uh, that um, you know disputes are resolved, uh, that people are working together. Um, you know, really sort of making sure that the ship runs. Um, and, w you know, at one point in this administration, that was uh, quite a necessary job that wasn't um, really fully being filled. So while the president is out running the country, this person is running the White House. Right. They're not necessarily involved in policy. They're not giving policy advice. So some presidents in the past have wanted, you know, to get more policy advice or political advice from their chief of staff. But it is really sort of running the daily functions of the White House. And you kind of touched on this, but this particular White House, probably the most problematic for a chief of staff, balancing all of these duties and all of these internal issues. Right. There was, um, when you talk to people who were in the Clinton administration, there was obviously um, a lot of drama, turnover, congressional investigations, all that happening in the Clinton administration. And, you know, compared to people who had been in the prior administration, it looked chaotic to them. Um, you know, this president has a, you know, he likes to fly things fast and loose. He um, will make announcements and decisions without informing every other people in the White House. Um, and so it, it, you know, just creates a sort of general um, sense of disorganization that you need a chief of staff who can really um, cut those, you know, things off before they happen, or at least be able to quickly move in and, you know, arrange, let's say, you know, what's the fallout of a last minute announcement or that sort of thing. And how would you describe the tenure of the current and outgoing chief of staff, John Kelly? So his biggest accomplishments were really bringing order and ending infighting um, to a very chaotic and divided uh, White House. Uh, people in the White House now say that a lot of that um, infighting and the factions that define those early months of the Trump presidency are gone. It doesn't mean it's a big happy family that all gets together, but it is nowhere near um, the type of rivalries uh, that were there at one point where people would spend their entire day um, scheming and trying to backstab uh, their you know, a rival power base in the White House that uh, does not go on like it used to before. And there's also just more order and systems in place. It certainly is still a chaotic place. 
you know, for example, when the president tweets something out by, you know, a declaration or a staff change that no one knew about, um, you know, or, you know, suddenly pivots on an issue that no one was expecting or has an impromptu press conference and breaks all sorts of news. That certainly is that chaos. But the other sort of daily functions of the White House are much more orderly now than they were, um, you know, when Kelly arrived. What is 2019 shaping up to look like internally in the White House that will make this job even more difficult than it was for the predecessors? Well, they will be facing a Democratic Congress that um, is planning it to launch a number of investigations um, and everything from the you know, president's personal business dealings to individual cabinet members. Uh, the Democrats are also not going to be easy to work with on anything like a budget uh, or, you know, if there's any attempts at a domestic policy, um, you know, like on immigration. Uh, they have the uh, Mueller investigation that, you know, really won't touch much of the White House staff, but will create a distraction and a sense of stress. Uh, and then they're already shifting into 2020 mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is two years away. Um, but the Trump campaign is staffing up. Uh, they will have people on the ground in some of the key states, you know, in the coming months. And much of the focus is going to be on political strategy and how to get President Trump reelected. So let's talk about whom that person might actually be that takes that role. Uh, It had long been reported that Kelly's replacement was likely to be a man named Nick Ayers, uh, the vice president's chief of staff. But that has fallen through. So who is Nick Ayers and what happened to him being the heir apparent? Um, Nick Ayers was Vice President um, Pence's chief of staff for two years. Um, Before that, he was really a political operative. He uh, ran the Republican Governors Association. He had a consulting business. Uh, He ran Tim Pawlenty's campaign. Uh, So he is a a political creature, understands politics well. Uh, He's relatively young for someone in that job. He's 36. Um, And, uh, you know, the president liked how he had managed the vice president's operation. Um, you know, Pence team was often sort of like a, you know, a life raft mm-hmm. in, you know, sort of a storm. You know, he was able to keep the vice president out of any controversy. There was, you know, relative stability there. So the president liked that. He liked Nick's political um, intuition and instincts as they head into this sort of re-election phase. Um, but, uh, you know, Nick ended up turning down the job and said that it's because he wants to move back to his home state of Georgia with his family, which includes, um, you know, some triplets who are under six years old um, and, you know, either carry on his political future there Mm. um, in, you know, in Georgia politics or, you know, help with the president's reelection from his home back in Georgia. Now, I imagine the president is not used to people saying no to him. So was was the president caught off guard by uh, Ayer's decision? Well, the um, president and Nick had been in conversations about this. Uh, you know, we were told for months from very serious negotiations for the past couple weeks. Um, you know, we were told that Nick made his position clear that he did not want to make a two-year commitment like the president wanted. He only wanted to do it for a few months, and he didn't budge from that position. It seemed, though, like um, the president thought he would be able to get some sort of commitment from Nick or longer term or to work something out just on an interim basis. But um, they just weren't able to reach a, a deal. And, yeah, I mean, the chief of staff is, um, I mean, historically it's, um, you know, a job that can propel people um, into great, 
you know, careers afterwards. It's an incredibly prominent position. Uh, you know, Leanne Panetta uh, was chief of staff. Donald Rumsfeld was the chief of staff. Um, but in this case, um, you know, the Trump presidency uh, has a way of sort of chewing people up and spitting them out as well um, if you, you know, fall on the wrong side of things mm-hmm. during your tenure. Uh, so that's also definitely something that was a consideration. So who now are the top candidates to replace uh, General Kelly? Well, there's uh, a number of names that have been out there. Um, most people say they are not interested. Um, among the names out there are the um, budget director, Mick Mulvaney, um, Congressman Mark Meadows, um, you know, at one, some outside advisors like um, David Bossie um, has been suggested as well. Um, but, um, you know, most people are, um, and I guess another name I'll throw out there is um, Matt Whitaker, who mm-hmm. was Jeff Sessions' chief of staff, who's now the acting attorney general. Um, but all those people have either indicated they're not interested, which could just be an attempt at playing hard to get, or come with other issues. Um, for example, well, another name I mentioned uh, was Lighthizer, the trade representative. Um, so, for example, if you put him in the job, well, he's leading trade talks with China. So then who takes over that? Um, you know, Whitaker is running the Justice Department until a permanent uh, attorney general can get confirmed. So then what happens at the Justice Department? So um, each kind of comes with their own um, you know, uh, own problems. So it's pretty unclear at this point what's going to happen. Is there a timeline, though, that the White House and the president have to get all of this done? Well, I mean, a White House, you certainly don't have to have a chief of staff. There's like no statute that requires it. So if other people are able to step in and pick up the slack and uh, fill that role and they're able to put things off, I mean, that is possible and that they could get someone in there in a very interim role to just sort of make sure the train keeps running on time. But, uh, I mean, the big risk is that, um, you know, before Kelly came in, um, there was just the infighting, the chaos, these outside advisors who felt they had a, a revolving door into the Oval Office and uh, they could, you know, sort of try and manipulate things to get their own agenda um you know, through. Uh, so there's a risk that we return to the summer of 2017 days um, where you have Omarosa running around mm-hmm. and Anthony Scaramucci as communications director uh, for 10 days and, um, you know, executive orders coming out that no one knows what the content of them is and they end up in court. And I mean, that sort of level of um, disorganization and chaos. So if they don't act on filling a permanent, uh, filling this job with someone permanent uh, sometime soon. Shannon, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Make sure to follow Shannon and her reporting on Twitter. She's at S That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. And please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.